This is John Waller for Boxing Social in association with Betfreds and today I'm delighted to be joined by former WBC flyweight world champion Charlie Edwards uh, over on a Zoom call today. Uh, first and foremost, Charlie, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great um, regarding the situation, uh, but I'd just like to say thank you for having me on the channel and thanks for the exposure like always. Yeah, always a pleasure to have you on here, mate. Um, obviously, we've got the coronavirus going on, everyone's down in lockdown. How are you finding lockdown so far? To be fair, um, it's not too bad, really. Um, I'm still getting in my uh, runs. I'm still doing a few surfing at home. So I'm still like making sure I'm staying fit. Um, it's just one of them things where it's out, it's out of our control. So um, I, I'm, I'm enjoying maybe the... Um, I've just moved into my um, my house not long ago. So I'm, I've enjoyed settling in and, call, and actually being able to call it a home now. Like I'm used to my environment now and um, it's it's been nice. It's been nice not to have so much pressure on us. Obviously, fights coming up, the media attention and everything like that. It's kind of like, it's just taken us like a little step back and made me be able to reset myself ready for going ahead. Although it is, it's been tough because I was supposed to fight actually tonight, Saturday the 18th. Yeah. So um, it's a bit disappointing because I was looking forward to getting back into the ring and putting all, all that what's happened to me in my last fight behind me. But um, it's one of them things is we can't control it. So just getting on with it, really. Yeah, like I was obviously going to come on to that because I realised it when I looked up the date today that it was meant to be today that you were meant to be fighting. I mean, how... I can imagine that obviously you're one of the people who's been most affected by this because of that. Like, how have you yeah. sort of dealt with that? Like, obviously, it was a fight at a new weight for you and everything. Yeah. Um, I suppose it is what it is. I ain't gonna sit around dwelling on it and um and feeling bad. Everyone's in the same kind of boat. All the fighters are. So um, it it is what it is. Um, we just kind of reset and we go again when this is all over. We don't know when it's gonna be over, and um, yeah, it's just about biding the time. Got a few um few more offers being presented to me from different promoters and that. So um, we're just weighing up our options and we um got a bit more time to think about it yeah like obviously i've been seeing that you've been keeping yourself quite busy during lockdown like you've been yeah. doing home workout videos um you've got a podcast now i believe yeah like it was it was it just the lockdown that sort of prompted you to do them or was there another um moment? it's kind of something that i've always wanted to do for a long time but training two three times a day six days a week you don't really get the time to have the energy to kind of like put it into another project or something else you want to do. So I just kind of use the time wisely. And um, instead of just sitting around bored, scrolling through endless means of social media and just sitting around on Netflix all the time, um, kind of use the time to do things we've wanted to do in the past. So yeah, it's been, it's been nice to be able to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Like look forward to seeing more of the podcast for sure. Um, obviously, no one really knows when boxing is going to be back. Um, something yeah. like September and things like that. Um, one of the developments really has been that promoters are kind of looking into doing shows behind closed doors. Um, yeah. you know, like studio shows, I think they've really been labelled as. Like, would you be open to doing something like that? Because obviously you haven't been in the um, ring since August, isn't it? Well, well, definitely. But then with that comes, I suppose, a price. You know, like... It's, it's, it's going to be crazy to fight behind closed doors. And I suppose a lot of fighters are going to want better pay to do so, which is which the promoters probably ain't going to want to do. 
So it's it's, it's going to be kind of like it's going to be a lot of negotiations, a lot of ums and ahs about doing it. Um, it would be de- something definitely I'd want to do uh, because at the end of the day, I'm I'm a, I'm a fighter and I want to get back into the ring. Um, regarding on who you'd be able to fight, I'm not sure because who knows how long this is going to go on for, and we might not be able to get foreign opponents in. Might not be able to get people to fly and across the borders and stuff like that, and fight without having like corona tests. And then it's um, there's a number of kind of circumstances what we're going to have to cross over the the near future. Um, and a lot of British fighters might have to start fighting British fighters, which will be very interesting and very good, I believe. And I think more than likely behind closed doors it will be the big British fighters because I can't really see other fighters flying in without getting paid very substantially to do it, do so. Hmm. Um, obviously, as well, that you've, uh, you're have you moving up a weight, like we've mentioned. Uh, bantamweight is the weight you're going to be competing at? Um, we're gonna, well, the, my fight tonight was supposed to be in between super flyweight and bantamweight to see where I'm at. I'm not going to be stupid moves to do to, to say I will not make super flyweight because um, I'm ranked number three for the WBC. So it's where the opportunity arises. But my fight tonight was supposed to be in between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see after this. I haven't put much weight on. I'm, like, I'm walking around at, at 60, 60 kilos, which is sound for me right now. But super flyweight is still going to be a, a struggle and it's going to be pushing the limits. But if the the opportunity comes and the big t- the big money and the big title fight comes, then I will, I'd be a fool not to make super flyweight limit. But it's this was the test and the gauge that was supposed to happen tonight, whether I felt good and was capable of being able to make super flyweight or not, which is a bit of a down in the dumps kind of situation with what everything that's going on because it would have been a great fight tonight. Yeah, definitely. Um, so just to, just on that, really, like what sort of plans uh, have you like set up with MTK and Grant? Yeah. Like, what were you, were you sort well, of compete at bantamweight and just if the opportunity arised at Superfly? Well, I'm I'm not um I'm not naive to think that I'm a world level bantamweight fighter because reality is right now I'm not. Like I need to kind of get them tests and I need to work my way into the bantamweight division before I can even mention myself in them kind of fights i need to kind of like step back a few levels and kind of build on um because it's a new way you fight a different style at different weights so it's kind of like it's, I, I need to learn and develop again um but at the super flyweight limit i know i'm a super flyweight i can do super flyweight i've done it for a few t- times and um if the window of opportunity comes that's where we will will jump at um if it's healthy for me to do so, if I can feel that I can perform at that weight. Off the back of the last fight, I, I believe that um, I was terrible, awful. That wasn't Charlie Edwards in the ring. And, and maybe it, that last fight, people say you're only as good as your last fight. So that kind of has put a big blotch on my, on my career where should I have fought that night? Maybe not, but I took the decision that I thought I was okay and what happened to me happened to me so it's a lesson to be learned for the future so um, it's just about making sure it's going to be done healthy and safety and the window of opportunity comes and it's a great opportunity then of course I will make it but I need to skip this period of time out of the way because really with what's going on now and not knowing how long it's going to go on for I think a lot of fighters might have to be 
be in a different weight than you because the composition of the body can change. Your body can hold weight. You can develop growth and muscle because we're not in the gym training how we normally do. So it's going to be, there's going to be so many different questions to answer after this kind of period. You obviously mentioned earlier that you're, you know, as of recording this interview that you are still a free agent and you're speaking to yeah. a couple of promoters and things like that. What sort of discussions have you had or what really can you tell us about your future uh, promotional wise? Um, MTK have been doing it for me. We've got um, a few uh, offers from different promoters. Uh, we haven't been in touch with Eddie more since um, I chose to depart ways with him. Um, but that was just because the contract was up. The contract where I was supposed to have my last fight before December and I didn't end up having it. And then I thought, do you know what? If I step back now um, and get the offer, offers from other other promoters, I'm in a very good position now. Just vacating my title, moving up as as a world champion. Although I, I take it to myself that that fight was a loss. On paper, it's not. So I'm still on paper moving up as that. So I've got good ranking with um, WBC, ranked number three, and um, with a few of the other organisations I'm ranked. So I'm in a great position. I'm not like a debutant fighter coming through and need to strike a contract. So it's give us time to sit back and um, see what we've offered. And I've been offered very good from a few of the um, few of the promoters. I don't want to put names out there and things like that, but we're we're having a really serious think about it, and it. Um, it's looking good and I'm really excited for what could come over the next, well, until this is over. Yeah. 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 Of course. I mean, just, uh, just on your relationship with Eddie Hearn, like, because it's, it seems like quite an amicable split. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's business, right? Yeah. And every fighter needs to realize that we're in a business game and, and it's not personal. I love Eddie Hearn. I love his dad, Barry. They've done untolds and, and loads for me. And, um, it's been a great partnership. I went all the way. I've had two world title shots, headline my own show at the Copper Box. So I've had a great, great stint of my career and they, they launched my career and I'm forever, forever grateful for that. But um, it comes to the point in your career where maybe you need more. And I've taken a step back and thought, you know what, I've earned my stripes. I've proved myself. Like, I believe now I'm, I'm 27. So reality is eight more years in the game it's time to be in a flyweight you don't earn mega mega money like these welterweights and other people so for me i think i've worked my stripes and now it's time to kind of reap the rewards so i've took a step back to to get the offers coming in and to be honest the offers that have come in it's the, it's been the right decision so i've got i've got to pat myself on the back in that sense and my management team because it was their their advice and um yeah, so, but for regarding Matrim, love Matrim, love the shows, always have done, always will, and always will go and support the shows and go and watch it. And um, it's no it's no hard feelings between me and Eddie. Like, Eddie's a great promoter. Everyone knows that. And um, his, his dad really looked after me, Barry, getting me the deal at the start and everything. And um, I always remember that. And um, I just never say never. To work to, with each other again but it's a business and fighters are, uh, are a pawn to um their their chess piece i suppose so and yeah. that's the way it is yeah it's a business and people don't really see it people think it's like oh you you've turned on them you've done this you've done this they they understand just as much 
it's, 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 it, money makes the world go round, right? And this isn't a long career, so you've got to look after yourself sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, uh, he still promotes, uh, as far as I'm aware, I'm pretty sure he still promotes uh, Cal Yafai, um, yep. someone that you've been interested in for a very long time. Um, first and foremost, though, what did you make of uh, Cal's uh, defeat to Roman Gonzalez? Um, I think Roman Gonzalez is he's a pound-for-pound pound great, great legendary fighter, and he will go down in the history books. So um, you can't really take much away from Cal. I thought that would happen to him. People, I'm in an iron whether Cal got him at the right time. But for me, Roman um, would, was always going to do that to, to Cal. And, um, yeah, fair play to Cal. He, he took the big fight, and he needed to take the big fight because he's been calling for him for a long time. And he, um, if anything, he put his title on the line. So you've got to respect him as a, as a champion for that. And, um, yeah, it was, it was what I expected. But um, I believe Cal saying he's moving up a weight now. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard that. Um, but that's all right because it's a fight I still want. Whether this is this is what I, I see it as I see that right. Cal just come off a loss from from his world title fight. Now he's moving up a fight. I to myself in my own head have come up come off off a loss to Martinez. Lost my world title. I've decided to move up a weight. We both are not uh, warranted another world title shot until we've earned it at a new weight. It just doesn't work like that. We haven't moved up as champions. We need to earn the shot so for him to then go and start saying I see the interview the boxing host Duncan the other day mm-hmm. say that when you mention me that he um, he's still kind of like not wanting to entertain it and he didn't seem very enthusiastic about it and started mentioning world shots again for me he's not warranted a world title shot I'm not warranted a world title shot and it does make perfect sense for me and him to fight and then what both former world champions fight, then maybe we are warranted a title shot. And it makes sense. It gives us both the rankings. It gives us higher ranks in the new division. But only time will tell. But like I said, I'm in a different stage of my career now where I don't need Kalyafi, but I want Kalyafi still. And I would fight him behind closed doors if it was. And I would fight him if it was in his backyard in Birmingham. But the difference is now, when I was calling him before, I had nothing to offer. I've made my name. I've earned my stripes. So when the fight comes around, I will be getting paid what I deserve. And I won't be taking what I would have took back then. So it's definitely the fight I want. And it's a big money fight for not him, but for both of us. Like I'm adding value to him and he's adding value to me. For a rivalry coming from the GB days of of I would think I was 17 I don't know how old he was it's a long rivalry it's um there's a lot of he said she said and it would make great great tv fight for for Sky like I said I'm a free agent right now and it's a fight that I would fight in my next fight if the, if the offer's right yeah I mean that's that's really where I was kind of going I mean obviously with everything going on going on like everyone's in lockdown um and, you know, we don't really know when boxing is going to come back. It might be studio shows and whatnot. But I think, you know, really 
you know, not just my observation, like I've heard multiple boxing people talk about it as well, that's that we're going to see a lot more sort of 50-50 fights and fights that the fans really want to see. Do you think that fight now where he's coming off the loss to, uh, to Gonzalez, you're moving up, do you think that fight now has the best chance to be made? I think so. I think so. But it depends if he wants it. I've wanted it and I've said I've wanted it for years. And he's said in the head-to-head that he'd knock me out in three. I don't really think he believes that. It was something that just come out of his mouth. But it's a fight that I would fight. But then again, I'm not I'm not being no mug and I'm not cutting myself short. I know what stripes I've earned. I've been a WBC world champion. So the money has got to be right. Do you know what I mean? I'm not jumping in there and getting mugged off. And um, I'm sure if the fight wants to be made, it can get made. And I want it. And I will not overprice myself. But it's a fight that I want. And a fight that I know I'm capable of winning. Um, on his hand, I'm not sure if he wants to entertain it. The interview that he done with you the other day didn't look like he was very interested still. I don't know why, but he might not have no choice, especially if the way boxing's going at the minute, whether it's going to have to be behind closed doors, whether it's going to have to be more British fights. It might be a fight he has to take. Just get your thoughts on uh, a couple of other fights, really. Um, one of them that I was kind of interested to get your insight on was it was meant to be taking place next week was now you're a new a uh, versus John Rio Casimero. Obviously you've shared the ring with Casimero. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you see that fight going? Um, I, I've, I generally think it's 50, 50 fight. Like I know now he's a monster, but Casimero is a monster too. We see what he done to, to Tete. Who fought that? Eh? Mm-hmm. Like the guy's like an animal. He can bang just as probably as hard as Inaru can bang. Or in, if not, kind of roughly around the same. So it's a, it's a very interesting fight. A very, very interesting fight. I think it's a 50-50 fight. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if Casemiro wins. And I wouldn't be shocked if Inaru wins. I don't think it would go the distance, that's for sure. I think one's going to go at some stage. <laughs> They're both animals. If you were to pick one to win, who do you think you would? Don't sit on the fence. <laughs> I ain't going to sit on the fence. The, 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 where I would go is I'm going with Casemiro. Do you know why? Because I want him to win. I remember how much stick as well that I got for what happened to me against that Casemiro fight in my ninth fight. And the way his career's developed and gone and what he's just done to Tete, it made my fight not look so bad. So I would want him to go and win. I'm a fan of his, man. He taught me a hell of a lot in this game. Um, Fighting him in my ninth fight, I was very naive and didn't understand boxing. He taught me a hell of a lot. And, um, yeah, I've always looked up to him since then. And um, we've actually stayed in touch. And um, that night, he did say, you're a great fighter. You are, And he t- said, you will win a world title. Just keep going on, keep believing and keep pushing. And we always stay in touch. Before the Tete fight, I was in the changing room with him when I see him before. So, yeah, man, I'm a fan of his. Yeah. Like, we've never actually spoken about the Casemiro fight to my knowledge I don't think we have like I know that um you know through some of your like social media posts and things like that that you've sort of like it was a big learning fight for you more just sort of like your mindset and things like that how do you think it kind of changed you as a fighter in the long run Uh, um 
I believe like it changed me massively because reality when I went when I was going into that fight, I generally hand on heart thought I was gonna beat him and, and I was gonna outbox him. And I didn't understand what world level was because I I was on Sky Sports from my first fight, debut and fight, I kind of got a lot of hype behind me. A lot of people were like telling me things like you're you're this or that, you're and, and I believed it. And it's not a bad thing because if I hadn't believed it, I probably would have gone a lot earlier in that fight. But um, I believed it. I worked hard. I was just young, naive. And I realised from that fight that experience is key. And the funny thing is, I looked at Casemiro's career on the wave when I was fighting him. I was undefeated. He had had a couple losses. And I thought, oh, that's all right. Sam, I'm going to beat him. Um, but it goes to show that when I fought him, it was at the same time when he fought Mariti Mithilane. And Mariti Mithilane stopped him. Or stopped him. Or I'm sure he stopped him. Or he, he won points. I think he might have stopped him. And it kind of resonated with me when I got beat and I calmed down and got over all the situation. I was like, look back again at his career. And it was the same age where he got beat. And then he went on to win a two-time world champion. Oh, three-time world champion now. Mm-hmm. so I looked back and I thought well this loss ain't, ain't the world's worst I've just lost against a two-weight world champion like pick up and go again Your, my time will come and that's how I took it and that's why I say like I am a big fan of his and he has taught me valuable lessons because he, he's gone on and, and like he moved up a weight he lost the fight again against someone he should have theoretically beat and then he comes back and wins another world title. So it just goes to show, like, records are for DJs. The loss doesn't really, really define your career. It's how much you keep keep pushing forward. Obviously, uh, just uh, on now you're new, he's obviously now with ESPN, top rank, and he's been mentioned with uh, Emmanuel Navarrete, who's a champion at Super Bantamweight. Like, how do you think... Inoue would fare at Super Bantamweight against Navarrete. Do you think that he can go on to a few more I gem- Yeah, I generally do think he can go on for a few more weights. It's, it's his punch power is is tremendous. Um, he isn't the biggest the biggest mm-hmm. fighter, but I do believe his ability and um, his punch power can transcend through. Um, Donaire was a great fighter and that night Donaire showed so much which no one thought was possible at his age. So it goes to show that maybe Inoue's thought will be later on that some the size may be a bit too much when he moves up a few weights. But other than that, I think he definitely has a punch power and the ability to move through the weights some more. Okay. Uh, just got a couple more for you, Charlie. Um, obviously, the big talk up at heavyweight is a match between Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. Um, obviously, we don't know when it's going to happen with everything yeah. that's going on. But um, after Tyson Fury's sensational stoppage of Deontay Wilder, like that seems to be one of the biggest fights out there that can be made. Definitely. Definitely the biggest fight out there to be made. And um, it makes perfect sense. Um, it's got to happen. It's got to. It's the fight of the lifetime. You know, everyone wants to see it. The world want to see it. Um for British boxing, it would be uh, immense if it could happen. Um, obviously, the organisations and the, the, the governing bodies of the, the belts 
you don't know how it's going to go because we've seen it time and time again. One gets stripped, one loses the belt, it goes to someone else and it never kind of materialises unless it's like in that World Super Series, like what um, uh, Usyk done. Hmm. It's hard to get all the belts at once, but hopefully with all this going on, it gives them time to be able to come to some sort of agreement deal. And obviously there's contracts written with uh, Wilder and who who's just supposed to fight? Yeah, and um, there'll be contracts into place. And I know there's talk about step aside money for them both. Um, well, hopefully, it can happen because it's a fight I think everyone wants to see. For me, I'm not really interested in Fury Wilder again, personally. I think Fury's done it twice now. Like, mm. and the big fight now is is the undisputed fight. Like, contracts are a contract, right? And it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, yeah, just finally, uh, I feel like we should give Sonny a little bit of um, little bit of a mention. Obviously, there's a situation going on with the WBO title down at Flyweight, yeah. um, where it's now vacant. Sonny's sitting at sort of like ranked three or four or something like that. So, you know, high hopes for him to become a world champion. Do you think that he can yeah. do it within the next 12 months? Um, hopefully boxing will be back to normal yeah. in the next time. That's, a, that's the only problem. Um, yeah, I, th- I generally think, yeah, Sonny's a world, world-class world fighter. And I do believe he's going to become a world champion 100%. And, and then regarding whether this comes over, within the end of this, then 12 months, yeah, I definitely think and believe he can do it. I think flyweight's his, his, his weight that he should be operating at. I believe super flyweight. Although he's performing and he's getting wins in and that, at the elite level, maybe it could be a bit of a push. But um, flyweight, I definitely think get get he, he can be world title in the next 12 months after all this is over. Okay. Um, obviously, Charlie, a lot of people sort of struggling with uh, mental health at the moment that can't leave yeah. their house and things like that. Just wondering, you know, if we could get a sneak peek of your podcast and you could leave some words of wisdom for people. Yeah, and check our podcast out on um it's on iTunes and Spotify. It's uh, called Even Better, and um it's just our our friendly advice to try and help you become even better every day. Um, with this hard time, it's vital that we're looking after ourselves. We're reaching out to our loved ones and um and making sure we're checking in on them and seeing if they're okay. Um, you should try and get out in the fresh air. We're allowed out once a day, so use that time wisely whether it's a walk, whether it's a bit of exercise, a jog, and get out there, get that oxygen through you. And um, try and learn something that you've always wanted to learn, but maybe you haven't had the time, like we're doing other kind of stuff with our podcast and maybe going onto a YouTube channel next and stuff like that to kind of keep us stimulated and keep us, keep us motivated. Plan your days out a little bit better. And as well, don't don't be on social media looking at what everyone's doing because I've even fell into the pattern that everyone's out there showing what they're doing all the time. I'm doing this and doing that. I'm doing that. Where reality is everyone's entitled to a day off, two days off. Um, and don't feel guilty for not doing anything all day. The other day I'd literally laid around watching Netflix all day and it was a great day. You know, I felt good. I felt re- um, recharged, ready to carry on with my other goals that I want to hit. So yeah, don't beat yourself up. Don't look too much into what other people are doing. And um, yeah, just enjoy it catching up with your um your friends your family on the regular and most of all stay in and follow the government's guidelines and stay safe okay well charlie edwards thank you very much for speaking to myself and Bob. thank you really do appreciate it mate and nice one thank you 
yeah, take care, mate. Thank you.